Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. lovely bums in this episode i'm hoovering up some fucking delish chippy chips and other exciting items from the legendary faulkners in dalston with the absolutely flipping glorious katie budenberg she is a young internet hero whose really funny takes on the diet industry have had me howling for ages and she's made some really effective change with her comedy which not many of us can say you'll have seen a particularly funny series of things about a naughty potato that she's done which is why today we said celebrated the mighty spud before we get going i wanted to thank you for listening tell every twat you meet about this podcast will you we'll take over the world or like just sort of keep it steadily and quietly growing lovely subscribing and five star reviews do wonders thanks if you're my patron i hope you're having a lovely time my patrons just got their own exclusive party episode by the way they get stuff like exclusive content ad free and early episodes and guest recipes and stuff probably worth a look even if you've got a spare two quid a month without those patrons hoovering is dust go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod I know you're already following at the Hoovering Pod. Make sure you are, just in case you're not, on Instagram and Twitter. It's how we let you into the podcast and the conversation with special questions and ways of joining in. Fun, please. Your last ever, ever chances left ever to see my stand-up show wench and i mean ever it's at the just for laughs festival at the o2 on the 4th of march at six o'clock and then i'm back at the soho theater and i mean it i'm never ever doing it live again after these dates 8th 9th 10th and 11th of march i would love to have you there tickets for those things are via my website jessicafosterq.com right katie and me were hoovering our chippy chips in the dolston studio and god we had a lot of fun let's just talk about these chips this is like 
what I bleed. I'm northern. We just eat fish and chips all the time. I love That's it. That's what we do. Are you from by the seaside in the northern? I'm not. No. I'm from Yorkshire. We do have some good Yorkshire seasides and we yeah. would go semi-regularly, but I'm not from near the seaside. No. But northern chippy chips are oh, superior you go chippy for the seaside, chips. They just taste so good. Yeah. But I've never found chips down here. No offence to these chips. Yeah. But I've never found chips down here that just taste as good. Mm. But at least down here, there's no seagulls that are coming to attack you with them. No. You do usually lose a few chips to a few angry seagulls. Yeah, in um, I'm from Dorset, which is by the mm. south coast on the sea, and um, I've watched um, I've watched a seagull take a um, like scratch an entire um, it was a croissant actually <laughs> at my friend's hand, and um, and her, and her daughter who was a toddler <gasps> at the time just have a God I can't remember what she was holding just some beige food just get just ripped out of the baby's hand the baby's got its hand and everything's fine. But it was quite scary because they're big, aren't they? They're quite big beasts. You forget how big they are, especially with the stuff they eat nowadays. I swear they've mutated and gotten bigger. Well, that's why, isn't it? It's because fish and chips got so delicious. (laughs) We've mutated an evil future. (laughs) Future seagull. But yeah, we haven't got any to deal with in this studio. Oh, thank Mm. goodness. We've gone to um, Faulkner's in Dalston. So I asked the internet, where's the best chips in uh, Dalston? Oh, yeah. And... um, Three people said this place, including <gasps> bloody TV's Andy Oliver. Stop it. Shut up. So I've got it in there then. Um, They're good. They're good. They are good. I enjoy that you put salt and vinegar on as well. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't trust anybody who didn't like vinegar on the chips. So I texted I producer so Laura weird. on the way here saying, do you want salt and vinegar on yours? She didn't have time to reply in time. But what happened is in the room I went, yeah, stick them on. Because I thought, I don't, I don't, if she is someone who doesn't want them, I don't want to know that about her. <laughs> Yeah, so sames. And I'm really happy. Good. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. She turned out to be really happy about the salt and vinegar. Um, right, I'm so obsessed with vinegar that I, if I am sat in like a restaurant eating mm. fish and chips, because that's what happens up north. You have fish and chip yeah. restaurants that have yeah. down south. We have the Weatherby Whale near us. Just fish and chips, it's all it serves. Great. And I will have my chips like swimming in vinegar. Oh. Like I use vinegar like it's, I don't know, curry sauce. Like I will absolutely pile it on there. I'm with you. I think I've so got enough. friends who hate it. I've got a friend whose boyfriend calls it devil's piss. <gasps> yeah. That's a crime. Yeah, that is a crime. I think it's flipping delicious. Um, and it's sort of not the same without. Oh, I think. And also they make it smell better. And I think half mm. of chippy chips, half of what's so amazing about eating them is how great they smell. And also mushy peas. You've gone. You like mushy peas. I like I mushy do, peas. Um, you're maybe too young. But does this exist in the chippy shops up north? Where I grew up in Dorset by the sea. You'd be able to get mushy peas like we can now, mm-hmm. but a thing that I fear has now gone extinct. Um, used to be able to get a mushy pea, like a pea fritter, it was called, and it was like Never an orb of, of mushy peas, <gasps> but fried. Fried you know into a solid, like, like a, a size of about a cricket ball, tennis ball. In cool places, you get mac and cheese balls like that now. Do but you? Not mushy peas, no. I've never seen that. People need to get their shit around some mushy peas <laughs> in an orb again because I don't want that. I don't want that to be something that, like, I don't know, I'm having to sort of try and make my grandchildren believe me was ever a thing <laughs> oh but mushy peas are a massive massive thing up north yeah like you have them with like a sunday dinner do you if my mum goes to the calvary like she would pile mushy peas on her yes. plate like she loves them oh great oh i love it <laughs> yeah we're celebrating the mighty potato today with mushy peas beside it i've got some fish as well i also got something really contentious from there because a listener messaged me and said they mentioned this food item and they said yes or no. And I had my response, but I thought I'd just say it out loud and see what you do, Katie. Okay. 
pickled egg. No, it's okay. enough from me. Yeah, it's been quite a clear no. Did yeah. you buy one? Yeah, it's in this bag. Can we try it? Yeah. Are you up for trying it? Um, I'll try anything, me. Get in! I'll stick anything in my mouth. I don't think I've had one of these since I was a teenager. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, right. Shall I just like carve it in half with a plastic yeah, fork? go on. Oh, God. Oh, God. You might just it's have quite to hold hard. it. I might just have to hold it. You go first bite. You're the okay, guest. Hang on. What about if I... Yeah, that was a bit... It's harder Maybe than if expected. we double... Or... Yeah, well done. Cool, oh, you're much you better at um, carving you know up a pickled egg Do you egg have me. siblings? No. That's why you're not very good at it. Uh, I spent my entire life doing this. It's so a sharing the rules issue. Are, yeah, the rules are I half it and right. then you have to pick what half you want. So it's like, obviously, if you were the one halving it, yeah. you might make one half bigger. So the other siblings then get, get to pick. This is amazing. Do you think you're going to prefer the one that's got more yolk in or the whiter one? Oh, I'm the people pleaser. Can you please tell me which one you'll prefer first? I, I'm, I'm okay. I'll prefer, I'll prefer the white one. Right, stunning. Right, okay. Well, I think we should go in. Oh at dear, the same mine's time. falling apart. Okay, ready. We should have brought a vacuum with us. Wait, are you just shoving that whole half in your mouth? I think that's what's going to happen. I was just thinking about it. I was looking yeah. at it. I think it probably is a similar size to a piece of sushi. Yeah. Do you know what? <clears throat> in for a penny. In I for do a pound. have quite a massive gob, so I'm going for it. Right. Okay. Count us in. One. Two, three. I'm having a nice time. It's not as criminal as I remember. <laughs> I am. Um, I think I'm all right. And my mouth is really full. Yeah. <laughs> I should have let you make yours into bite-sized bits. <laughs> I've made you pop in half an egg. I feel I've really peer pressured you into that, which is not the ethos of this podcast. That's not a very modern thing, is it? I'm so glad that a pickled egg has been devoured, even by a team of women, mm-hmm. on this podcast. And I that enjoyed that. Listener is going to, I hope, because I think they're also ready for a revival potentially. Mm. Mm. I think a lot of people, because they're hard. It's a hard sell, isn't it? Mm. Pickled it egg. It does not sound two like words, which them. yeah. But actually, great. But I if love you like it. Vinegar. I love that food is that way around here. Like I'd rather get peer pressured into food. Like that is one person that I couldn't be friends with. You know the people who are like, "Oh my god, are you going to eat that?" I'm like, "Yes, yeah, yes, I am." Yeah, 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 yeah. I am every blimmin' bit. Um, I love it. You've done such amazing work with like, well, the anti diet industry. You've made such great anti-diet industry noise as part of your influencing. <laughs> um, and I, I, well, lots of things. You make really funny um, comedy out of the language people use around um, morality and eating. You've done some very funny stuff about naughty potatoes, hence celebrating the mighty spud today. Um, but especially like carbs and stuff like that. I think, yeah, it's all very funny. And people, I'm sure, are already aware of your work, but look it up if not. Um, but should we get into that? Like, I've also tried to make comedy out of the fact that people attach morality to food. What a bizarre thing that we've done, but like for centuries now. Yeah. So that it's sort of so far into our DNA that we have to effectively get to the point where you need loads of therapy to undo. Well, I'm, blush- I'm, I'm blushing that you think I'm funny. Yeah, of course you are. Professional funny person thinks <laughs> that I am funny. Um, but too, yeah, you think about other things that we need daily, like mm. water. Yeah. You don't find people being like, oh my God, are you really going to drink that like entire glass of water? Yeah. <laughs> like you just, you wouldn't hear that. You wouldn't hear someone be like, oh, I'm thirsty. And you're like, are you actually thirsty? Do you just need to eat something? Yeah, I wish it was that way round. <laughs> that would be a lovely one, wouldn't it? That would but be so lovely. And, and what? Like following a run around going, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you, do you you're really looking a bit lean, actually. You're looking water. a little bit long and lean. Uh, are you sure you're just thirsty? You don't want a little pie. <laughs> I'd actually love that job. Oh, same, same. We could do that. Maybe we could do that as a thing during a, a, a future managed, marathon. You managed to peer pressure me into eating a pickled egg. So yeah. I think within could, minutes of meeting you, I think you, you could do it. I'll, yeah. I'll do anything. I'm such a people pleaser. Like you could be like, "Oh, do a handstand." And I'll be like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. I'll just do that then." <laughs> I actually really like doing a handstand. They're really fun. I don't yeah. know why, as adults, we stop doing it when we hang yeah. out. Like as right. kids, you just do handstands all the yeah. time and as adults suddenly like that's not an acceptable thing to do when you're in like the park in the in london i've started doing it again i'm 40 this year and i'm that's learning it. to walk on my hands <gasps> i can do two steps as long as i'm walking towards a padded wall i'm so impressed Thanks. like ge- that sounds really condescending but i genuinely am so impressed i, I just took it as in, i took it as entirely complimentary good thanks um yeah i i think it's funny isn't it i uh, yeah, naughty. People talk about food being naughty all the time. Or like, um, I understand there's different nutritional values to different things. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand what um, goodness or badness has got to do with it. No, and I feel like that's the hard thing is that we label foods as like good or bad. When mm. actually like, and my dad says, good old Ian, variety <laughs> is the spice of life. Yes. So like you don't want to have all foods that aren't very cal- like um, nutrient dense yeah. so that like, you can't just live off chocolate you'd feel a bit pants like yeah. you need a bit of everything like yeah. you know have some chocolate also have some broccoli like it's yeah. not that one's good or bad if anything it's going to be a bad diet if you only ever ate broccoli you'll yeah, only gross. ever get what's in broccoli what's a smelly lady <laughs> um, <laughs> oh i love broccoli oh i really love broccoli yeah, i'm just broccoli. thinking about a solely broccoli based diet <laughs> i used to get a bit upset when i was a kid that people were cutting down trees to like oh <laughs> broccoli oh katie it's so okay. I'm like somewhat over it now. Okay. That, that <laughs> adorable. Um, oh, I love it. You thought they were actual trees. I really did. The, I think that the way that things are marketed to us, but like the idea that Popeye just ate spinach. Mm. Because you would not be all muscly like that, would you? It'd be on the protein shakes. You'd have to have some kind of whey product with his, with his spinach. Otherwise, he'd be... Um, well, I'd be amazed. he'd be in a terrible state, be emaciated. But away. I do think that is like the big issue at the minute as well. It's because there's been so many different mixed messages yeah. about nutrition. Yeah. We all have no idea what's yeah. going on. Like when I was growing up, it was all the like no fat, low mm-hmm. fat products. Yeah, and you still too. see it a bit now, but it was super popular back in the day. Yeah. And you can tell like my mum still buys them all. I think it's just be like yeah, yeah. it's in her head that like that's the healthy option is like yeah. you get the yogurt that's like low fat, no fat. When now I think the it's changed a bit and now it's like, oh well, you do need those fats, mm-hmm. but actually you need to cut out carbs. Yeah. So you have a high fat, no carb diet. Yeah. And it's like you just get these different messages every few years and you're like, what's true? Like wh- which which ones are true? Like yeah. what are you meant to do? No, I know. Even if you're like, no, I really want like an incredible like even if you're not even if you've seen through all the morality chat and gone, I just want a really nutritious life in Mm -hmm. terms of what I eat. Um, It is really, really, really hard (laughs) to to pick who's right from all the people disagreeing. Literally. I'm a comedian, so I don't know what the answers are. I'm fascinated by gut health. I feel like lots of people are talking about that at the moment. And there's so many interesting things in that. I think we feel like we're learning for the first time about fermented foods and like you're saying, variety and... Um, colour and all of those things. I think I've had no issue whatsoever with anything that adds to people's life. So if you're like, mm. oh, I re- like I feel very grateful. That I love, 
loads of different colours of foods and plants. So just try and eat loads of different plants in a week. But it's no effort. It's a joyful thing to have to do. It's different when you're like, yeah, and I'm going to do that. But also while I'm at it, I'll try not to have any refined sugar whatsoever. You're like, ah, boring, snob, boring. (laughs) Because as soon as you introduce a rule like that or something absolute or anything that means you can... You have to live within the confines of some kind of rigour or mm. regimen. For me, that fucks me up. I, I, I've watched you do brilliant news interviews and stuff about your being really open about your history with disordered eating and that being connected to dieting. I mm. would think, I think still a lot of people, probably including, you know, our mums and all the people we know still buying the light version of everything... totally kindly intended, including probably, well, including definitely everyone who's ever gone, oh my God, you lost weight, you look amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't think people, majority of people, understand that disordered eating and dieting even can be connected. Whereas I would argue for me, the dieting was the disordered eating and it's what spiraled into disordered eating. Well, it's literally a simple, I don't think people know what disordered eating behaviours are because they're so entrenched in diet culture that's very acceptable. Yeah. So like, for example, you'll be like, right, well, I'm not snacking, that's healthy. The minute that you fear something and you fear having a snack, that to me is like disordered eating. But the issue is people say it and they praise you, they're like, oh my goodness, you don't snack? Like, you're amazing. How do you do yeah. that? Let me in on your secret. You look so good. You've lost weight. And, like, nobody is like, actually, if you're afraid to have a chocolate bar, that's kind of an issue. Like, that's more unhealthy than, like, just having a chocolate bar. Yeah. And these things spiral, don't they? It starts off that you're afraid of snacking. Then you're afraid of, like, having a big breakfast. Yeah. And oh, it just it's such a... Nobody's there stopping you because everyone's like, yay, weight loss. Yeah, 100%. Oh, so beautifully put. And also, I think the other thing is, in my mind, uh, one of the things that's indicative of a healthy relationship with eating is knowing and it's mad how many people how many adults probably can't really tell you the answer to this but knowing when you're hungry and when you're full relearning that took it's ongoing I'd say it's like there are times I could feel more connected to my body than others but I can't believe how much undoing there was to do to even be able to work out when I was actually hungry and I don't mean to the point where you start to feel like that like acid tummy sick or actually tired or actually headachey I mean just a normal amount of hunger and fullness because all of that life spent controlling restricting from everything from the contents of what you eat to the times when you eat is destroying your connection with your own hunger and fullness and your own intuition and your own trust in yourself to do for example not have go well I can't have I can't have a Kit Kat chunky because then I'll have 20 Kit Kat chunkies mm. it's very unlikely unless you're spiraling because you're coming out of a period of restriction that you're going to do that because you'll make yourself so ill your body yes. will physically stop you <laughs> well I Definitely also had it the other way around when I was a kid. Mm. Like, I don't know how the upbringing was, but I was always taught you finish a plate. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter what signals are coming from your stomach. Like, no, 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 you finish your plate. Especially when your finished plate is rewarded with things like pudding and that kind of thing. So you're taught that like, that is what you do. Whatever you feel, you finish your plate. So you, over the years and years and years, you completely ignore any kind of fullness cues that you have. And you have to relearn them. Like relearning portion sizing and... That it's okay to leave something on my plate was wild to me. That was such a difference. I was like, wait, wait, 
nobody's going to be like, um, actually, there's children starving in Africa, so you you need to finish that plate of food. And you're like sat there like, oh, but I'm full. Like, I don't want to finish this. Yeah. Yeah, it's bleak, isn't it? Mm. Um, Were you not met with that phrase? Oh, yeah. Like... Finish your plate. Yeah. Totally, but, but it was more oblique with me. It was... Um, uh, I mean, I think I was privileged in the sense that there wasn't a like, it's waste if you don't. So it yeah. wasn't put to me like that, but it was put to me, and I say privileged in that broader sense, I wasn't like, <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't meg, we weren't, I don't know, we weren't, we weren't posh posh, but we had enough and we always had enough. So I was very lucky in that sense. But it was put to me, um, is well done if you ate all up. And yes. I felt like as a kid, I had all this noise that was like, isn't it good that she eats all up and that she'll try anything? And isn't that great? And I, I tell you what, as a parent, I watch that. I watch, I watch myself having to the work I have to do to not do it mm-hmm. as well, because my kid eats like a lot and and will try anything. And it's like careful, careful. And even the eat all up, I don't make him eat all up, but the fucking desire when he's not, you know, you like. I just want to say, please have just. Just eat one green bean. Like, just one of the vegetable bits. Like, just eat. Because I know if I ask them to, well. But I'm so But then am I culturing, maybe am I fostering a terrible relationship with green beans? (laughs) But I feel like parents nowadays need to do such a good job of, like, thinking about that. Mm. Like, I think this next generation of kids mm. suddenly like the generational trauma sounds like a very dramatic yeah. word but the the trauma that has been passed to us unknowingly mm. Mm. is finally getting like addressed yeah. and changed um and that must be so hard because a lot of the time you know you just want to mirror your parents behavior when you're a parent yeah. but like big big respect oh well coming i'm from, trying but coming I'm from me who's childless i consider my child is my cat a <laughs> fair play um yeah i've got plenty of time to make mistakes and i've also definitely not been perfect by a flipping million also he plays me like i'm trying so hard i have a, a brilliant guest on here called the mindset nutritionist and we were talking about like talking about fatness in a neutral way with kids yes and so you, i have i'm in my son's seven so i've had some really open conversations with him now about like yeah that there's fatness but it's not bad it's not a word that's loaded you've got to listen carefully to how it's being used sometimes people still weaponize that word and use it in a negative way but it's you know we've had that conversation but now he'll <laughs> You know, just in a very public place, he'll finish his lunch and be like, I'm fat! (laughs) Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't just bell it like, oh. Or maybe you can do that. Can he do that? I don't know if he can do that. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. He's a kid. It's kind of funny. As long as he doesn't still carry on doing that when he's 15, it kind of loses its charm. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, it is fascinating watching a new person you know, come to terms with their identity mm. and have conversations with them about like, he said the other day, I'm heavy. Would you weigh me again sometime soon? And I said, oh, I haven't got any scales at home. Um, but I'm sure we can find somewhere why, you know, and I wondered, so I do weightlifting and I wondered if it's to do with that. He's he's really into like, you know, he, he watches enough adults do weightlifting that he'll be like, oh, it's, she was doing them 90 over her head. Um, that's amazing, isn't it? Because... Um, you know, he's like in ratio to her weight. So he's, you know, because yes. that's how it works in lifting. And I'd be like, yeah, it is extraordinary. She's incredibly strong, whatever. And he'd be like, so that's, I wondered if that's why he wanted to know how much she weighs. But even he at seven was like, because I, I don't want to be too heavy. And I'd be like, where have you got that from already? 
you know, where the hell have you got that from? I mean, from? you can do the best in your home, but it's just everywhere, isn't yeah. it? And kids are receptive. Like, they're more receptive than you always give them credit mm-hmm. for. And it's just, you know, it's what's so hard. For example, like, we're trying to unlearn it. I'm trying so hard to yeah. not feel horrendous about myself every day. Yeah. But, like, it's an ongoing battle because you're constantly just met with things. You know, you log online, there's ads there for, like, yeah. ooh... Do you feel horrendous about yourself over Christmas? Well, oh. come lose some weight and you'll be so happy and healthy. Yeah. And, you know, people mention it, you know, you especially like at Christmas, you go to like an unnamed family member's house and they're like, well, you know what? I'm being good. I'm not oh. having pudding. And you're like, well, am I, am I bad then for yeah. having pudding? Like, is that morally a bad thing to do? It's just everywhere. Yeah, it is everywhere. Um, yeah, was he okay know. about it in the end? Yeah, he's fine. That's very kind to ask. Aww. He's fine. I think it's just it, to to be honest. Those I'm going to have those be having those conversations with him, like you say, because of the noise in the world ongoing. And I imagine around puberty, it's going to get worse again. Like I think it's just a really interesting. Oh, I think the more of us having these, oh, making this right noises in the world. You did stuff. You were part of a campaign to make it. This is incredible that you've done this. Um, so that we can opt out of weight loss advertising on oh, our social media. What an extraordinary thing to have done. Thanks. I've done it. It's really simple. <laughs> because you're right, you rightly... Well, it, it, it's been, it, the thing is, if you've got other... You don't need a reason, I don't think, to be like, I don't want to see weight loss stuff advertised to but me on my social media. But some people do. And I think it was yeah. so horrible that like they had the technology there and yeah. you could see that they offered it for other things that they recognised could be problematic. For yeah, example, so they're not, if you've like... Gambling and yeah, alcohol. Yeah, gambling, alcohol, if you've been somebody's an lost an you infant, don't... you could have parenting exactly. stuff stopped, yeah. b- blocked. There's loads of things, but it's stuff slips through the net, yeah, I'm sure. Does. Like, I mean, I mean, on this podcast, I had a thing recently where a weight loss tablets ad went out on this podcast <laughs> like how the hell and it was like there was one button on wellness unclicked yeah do you know what I mean yeah. when I was like oh my crumb. well it's because these companies they know they yeah. know that people are making noise about anti-diet culture and they will try and find any way to like is wean the right word like wean <laughs> themselves in there like they will just try anything there's that Wean's whole company can I name the company yeah um, there's a whole company called Noom and oh, their whole thing is that they're like not shit. a it's diet. The same as fuel. Fuck off. Exactly. You exactly. But they dust. will go to their graves being like, we're, we're not a diet. And it's like, yes, you are. You dirty liar. Just admit yeah. it. So then they slip through the net because if you turn anti-diet ads off, yeah. they're like, well, I'm not a diet. I'm yeah. just an intensive food plan that is in- intended for you to lose weight and it's going to make you miserable. Yeah. Where you don't have meals, you have it, or whatever, <laughs> like whatever, where you have like a pre-portioned, one-size-fits-all, all that stuff makes me rage And um, Because I think that is now, they know they need to get round, like, the woke brigade. Us. That's us. Yeah, Hands up. Yeah. Yeah, big you, know, you know it's working, though. You know it's yeah. working when they start to fear you and you're like, right, okay, well, I'll yeah. just keep pushing then. You fear me and I'll continue to not fear the chips. Um, I love it. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online 
you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Hey, lovely ones. I'm interrupting my own podcast to very quickly share some of your brilliant responses that you've sent me. Um, When I asked you the question, have you ever eaten food meant for a pet or has a pet ever eaten your food? Right. Gemma from Sheffield has said. My grandma, who was a wonderful woman, um, she had two beautiful poodles and about seven grandkids, all of a roughly similar age so we all got the same snack which was a bone shaped calcium dog biscuit um to a cousin we all still to this day talk about how nice these dog biscuits were and we've all got pretty strong bones and glossy hair as well so it obviously had some benefit for us (gasps) oh my god that's amazing that is amazing Oh, my God, that's a film. That's a short film, isn't it? And Nana just likes sharing out just little bone-shaped biscuits amongst the dogs and the children. (laughs) It's like a sequel to The Room, isn't it? That's amazing, and I love it that you actually love them. It's so funny, Gemma. I think, basically, if kids are told it's a treat... They will smash it down and they will love it for life. It's not as bleak as a meat biscuit. <laughs> but I am... Um, my um, when I, Me and my cousins would hang out as well, especially in school holidays when I was a little kid. You've reminded me of this. And my nana was a very wholesome eater. In fairness, my granddad had had diabetes and it was back when the thinking was, if you have diabetes... You're not allowed any sugar. So she had like a sugar-free house. And so the snack options were pretty dry at Nana G's house in my early childhood. Um, so we, we, we weren't given dog biscuits, but what we got really excited about, like hyper about, because it was basically the only item with sugar in, in her home with tunes. Do you remember the cough sweet tunes? They were pretty caustic. They kind of take the roof of your mouth off. But yeah, that was as good as it got. And I still, to this day, much like you, 
um, with your glossy hair and strong bones. Still feel fondly about those dog biscuits. I still have a twinkle in my eye and a, a star, a star exploding in my heart whenever I think of and or eat or see tunes. Right, we also got these messages. On Instagram, we have been told that your cats eat everything, basically, of yours, from chickpeas to McDonald's to posh asparagus stuff, a cockapoo that steals poppadoms not to eat them, just to smash them up. But here are two doozies. From Rosie, she says, our dog ate... (laughs) Okay, right. Okay, keep it together. Right, Rosie Rosie says, our dog ate a four months worth of contraceptive... Right, come on, Jess. Ah. Our dog ate a full month's worth of contraceptive pills, a box of steroids and a load of Rose's chocolates with the wrappers on too. <laughs> and she survived. Whoa, 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 whoa. Presumably she's just really moody and muscly now. <gasps> I love it. They're, they are stronger than we think, I think, these beasts. It's almost as if Rosie knew what she was... Like, that dog, I think... You were trying to create some kind of weaponised super dog there. Maybe. From Holly. Um, (laughs) This is quite... Not sure why I'm owning up to this, Jess, but when I was a child, I regularly snacked on fish food. (laughs) Not the delicious Ben & Jerry's ice cream, but those shitty little flakes of fish food, which, to my memory, was pretty rank. Not sure why I bothered. (laughs) And then handily, she sent me a, a photograph of a tub of fish food flakes, just so I can really visualise the sort of fishy, mealy, dusty. Do you know what, though, Holly? I don't think it's a fucking million miles from nutritional yeast, which everybody's an absolute wanker for these days. Last, 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 and not least, Rob Deering, brilliant, brilliant comedian and musical man, has said that a red setter snorfled its way into a Tupperware box at a family picnic on Parliament Hill when my kids were young. Sunny day, loads of people up there, and I said in my not inconsiderable loudest voice your dog's in our cheese i think everyone in london heard me oh i love it how flipping ace were they thanks so much if you sent in a response you're so brilliant keep your eyes peeling on at the hoovering pod on twitter and instagram as there's more questions cropping up all the time some hoovering classics but others brand new and fresh boy questions just for you right let's get back into it Thanks for getting into all the deep shit with me straight off the bat. I'll ask you some sillier things now. Oh, I love a silly thing. Um, Sorry, I feel like I'm hog- hogging the, the mushy peas. You're not hogging the Please. mushy peas, but also I'm not giving you a chance to eat anything, so keep making you talk to me. Oh, well, I won't put this chip in my mouth. No, have a chip, actually. Okay. Just Let's relax and have a chip. Mm, they're good. They went cold a bit quick, but they are good. They are good chips. Um, do you prefer the crispier ones, the pointy boys, or the big chunky boys? Oh, you have to have a mix. Yes, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. They're there for texture, aren't they? Have you ever had ones with scraps? I don't get the scraps. I've heard about this. Wait, you've only heard about it. You've never tried it. Tried it. But you could have it because you eat the fish. Yeah. So is the scraps from the fish bits? Yeah, it's like you know the batter on the fish. Mm. It's like imagine dried crispy bits of that like batter on top of your chips as like a crunch. Whoa, it's really good. Again, it's not very in keeping with the ethos, but I don't love batter. Do you not? Oh no, it's a small part of it. It is a bit heavy sometimes, though. Um, I love the taste of it, but afterwards I feel gross. It does sit heavy. Yeah. Have you ever (laughs) had the patch where you ate the same thing every day? Yeah. Okay. I 
I think that... In a that, happy way or a sad way or in both ways. Do you know what? Kind of in both ways. Mm-hmm. I definitely go through phases and it's like when I'm feeling more down mm-hmm. and like I can't just cope with life, I'll just resort back to like what I call like safe foods for me nice. and mine is beans on toast. Nice. I'll just eat it and eat it and eat it until like I feel able to just cope with more than that. Yeah. And I'll just literally eat beans on toast, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Sometimes I just have a bowl of beans. Nice. <laughs> I love beans. I love beans so much. Do you add a bit of salt or pepper or is it just the plain bean? Just the plain just bean. The beans. Um, is it microwaved or in a saucepan do you care? I don't know in a microwave. I don't in a microwave. A microwave? In a microwave. Um <laughs> Why does that tickle me so much? <laughs> um and um uh do you think that something you ate has ever had um, a medicinal impact on you, either on purpose or by accident. I don't believe food is medicine if you're ill, you should have medicine. But sometimes people are like, I had two kiwis today and that got rid of the constipation I'd had for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't believe in that, but I want to believe it. Okay. It's like the same as I don't actually believe in astrology. But if something's going wrong for me and it's my fault and you tell me it's the full moon, I'll be like, oh yeah, it's, it's the full moon, it's not me. It's the full moon. So yeah. I just want to believe it. So if I'm coming down with a cold, you bet. I'm just going to have like turmeric. Just so much turmeric. <laughs> like I will stain everything yellow with the amount of turmeric I will eat. And ginger and garlic and stuff like. Yeah. I just want to believe it. In superfoods. The, yeah, yes, super the, the myth of the mighty superfood. The myth of the mighty superfood. Do you remember when, it was a few years back, what were those berries? Everyone was so obsessed. Oh, goji berries. Goji berries. Yeah, I've got an ancient, like something <laughs> out of a... <laughs> A myth. I've got a bag of them so old in my cupboard. You collect them. I still have some skinny coffee back at like my parents' house. Yeah. Do you remember that what thing? Skinny the coffee. Is it tea? coffee with even more laxative in? <laughs> but I was, That's the last I thing was... you need to add a fucking laxative to. Oh, I love it. Coffee yeah. really keeps me regular. I really yeah, love me it. Me too. You oh, don't need sorry, skinny coffee. As long as you don't mind talking about poo. I love talking oh, about I poo. I talk poo all the time. I don't think you can have a podcast about eating without talking about poo. True, true. But yeah, it's, my, my, it's, it's in my routine. Yeah. Like I wake up in the morning. Yeah. I have my coffee. Please yeah. don't come for me, dietitians. I know I'm meant to have breakfast first and then have coffee. You can coffee. do what you want first. Apparently, it's really bad for you to have your coffee first, but I have to have oh, my coffee I do that first because then I have my morning poo. Perfect. Yeah, sometimes it and just, then you're ready for you just sniff the coffee and you're like, yeah. right, well, time to go. Time to go. <laughs> Things is moving. It's exciting. I am. Um, Oh God, I didn't know what the advice was that on that. I've always had a coffee. I do not want breakfast the second I've woken up. No, I, there's I one of my eyes that won't fully open until I've <laughs> had a coffee. Yeah. Is that like a, a phrase or do you physically have one eye that will I not physically, open? the left eye, I'm, you can't hear this, but my left eye is closed as an impression of myself before I've had a coffee. My left <laughs> eye, it just won't focus on anything. I can't, don't try and talk to me. I don't even want to be touched. I don't want to interact with the universe in any fucking way until a full, pretty much pint of very strong black coffee. Is that how you drink how it? how I taste it. I love the taste of Same. it. Later in the day, I'll do a cotardo or maybe a good flat white. Same. I'm exactly the same. Yes. I'm exactly the same. I have a black coffee in the morning and yeah. if it resembles tar, then yeah. I'm doing it right. Yeah. Um, and then later in the day, either I want a flat white or if I'm not feeling like a big volume... Cortado, oh, I'd love to hear it. And how do you make your coffee? Have you got a specific way? Cafetiere. <gasps> Me too! Oh, I take such... Pro- I love it. I love pushing the plunger. Yeah. Like, and now my friends know that I love pushing the plunger. So if I make coffee with them and they make it, they'll bring it in unplunged <gasps> so that I can push the plunger. That's love! That's friendship, isn't it? That is. They are keepers. <laughs> they are. 
Okay, so no, you haven't had a medicinal experience with food. No. Um, no, I'm not sure that I have to. I don't believe it can happen. I think there's probably, I think... Oh, Ooh, I do you know what I do swear by? Yeah. A hot toddy. Oh, Have yeah. you ever had a hot toddy? It does need to be one with alcohol. Yes. Yes. Quite okay. a lot. I make yeah. it pretty much like half whiskey. I think that's bit the bit that's really helping. It's practically a cocktail. Talk me through your hot toddy then. <laughs> mm. So you've got to buy some good whiskey because you're going to yeah. make it pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> lemon, fresh lemon. Yeah. Ginger. Done in like the slices so that it just like dissolves in. Oh, really nice. Yeah, yeah. Like on the slicer side of a grater. Oh, yeah. Oh, really oh nice. yeah. Okay. But you've got like, a big surface area to diffuse out of. That's science. Okay, got it. Um, honey. So you go in for, go for the wide side. Oh, yeah. On the end. Oh, um, yeah. And is she your, um, have you pre-frozen your um, ginger? Have you heard you, about this? Are you meant to? Uh, Are you about to give me a life hack that's going to change my entire existence? It makes grating ginger an absolute piece of piss. Yeah. And also, do you know how to peel a ginger? No. Use the, the teaspoon? Yeah. She knew what she did. She already knew. <laughs> like a pop quiz. Yeah, yeah, oh, I got yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah. You just passed, yeah, 10 out of 10 on that. Oh, I love a that. Star. That validation, it really makes me happy. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Ginger, lemon, lots of nice whiskey. Honey. Uh, yeah, honey. Always honey. And again, I think... Turmeric. Yeah, turmeric. I, I put turmeric... The minute I sniffle, I do one sniffle, turmeric. She's bought, she's bought a root. It's a garnish. And are you putting it in fresh or are you putting the dust nah, in? Ah, that Str- yellow dust. That yellow dust. <laughs> <laughs> um, lovely. I God, didn't even lovely. know you could get fresh turmeric. Yeah, it looks a bit like ginger, but um, like a little bit darker and a bit weedier, more like a finger. Do you cook much then? Yeah. You're so knowledgeable. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, thanks so much. I've never cooked with fresh turmeric. I've just seen it and looked at it and gone, God, imagine buying that. Yeah, sometimes I go in Waitrose and I look at what the other rich people buy and I'm yeah. like, wow, you guys are yeah, cool. Look at you guys. I'll just get the, the yellow powder. <laughs> <laughs> Quick fire questions. Crisps or cake? Ah, crisps. Sorry. Oh, I feel like I've tortured you, and I want to make you. A, I want to make you a cake out of crisps. It's not. It's not a you problem. It's me. Okay. It's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Um, tell me about the food that you were given as a gift. Don't tell me no one's ever bought chocolates. Casey, I'm going to cry. I'm gonna cry do, do you know that. what? But it's not very nice when people buy me chocolates. I can't eat them. Oh, I'm lactose intolerant. intolerant. Yeah, my mum <gasps> recently bought me um, a wreath of Percy pigs. Oh, so, that's nice. <laughs> she didn't tell me they were turning up either, so I just got a massive box from M&S, and I was like, "What is this?" No, wow. no, no. Now I just have a wreath in my house that's like Percy pig themed. It was nice. literally like the size of what is something that's this size? Uh, a wreath. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a wreath of leaves. Yeah, like a She's Christmas wreath. She's holding up the sort of rough size of a wreath. Yeah, so imagine a wreath that you would have on yeah. like your front door. Yeah. Now imagine that instead it's a wooden circle with lots of pegs on. Oh, yeah. And it's just bags of Percy pigs. Really nice. It was It was quite good. Like it a was... much more cheerful version of the sort of like wall of miniature um, scampy fries and bacon <laughs> rashers that you'd get in an old fashioned, yes. in an old man's pub. Oh, we still have those in pub. Yeah. Like the nuts and stuff. Yeah, 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 and those ones that look like you're about to break your teeth on them, the scratchings. Oh yeah, the oh, scratchings. I can't deal with those. I have such a fear of my teeth breaking. 
Do you? Yeah, such fear. Oh, that's Do you know awful. what? I'd never used to. And then I once went to the dentist and the Uh-oh. dentist called my teeth ugly. <gasps> and she was like, you've just got really short teeth. And I was Fuck like... this bitch. Where was this? Back at my hometown. Oh. I, I, I have not been to the dentist since she put me off. She right put me off. Well, she's fucked that up, hasn't she? Yeah. For all the fellow <laughs> dentists, all your future dentists. Um, How dare she? And ever since she like made Peg me really... You. Shame. <laughs> I call my teeth my pegs. Really? Yeah. Um, five second rule, yes or no? Oh, when something falls on the floor? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll pick it up after 10. Great. Um, if you drink hangover, what are you having? Uh, that full full sugar cook. Perfect. Just that? Yeah, just the full sugar cook. Oh, great. Absolute revival. Yes. Yeah. Whereby you could be in some state, full sugar cook. I'm going to I'm gonna get some in. <laughs> uh no other option. Would you eat a person? Ooh. Mm. Do you know, I don't know. I did watch a documentary about, you know, the people who crashed and they had yeah. to eat each other and it was like the absolute tea when they came back and like they'd eaten each other. Yeah. I don't know if I could actually bring myself to, to put it in my mouth, but I've never been in that situation. No. But I am vegetarian as well. So yeah. be that extra step, I'd have to break the vegetarianism. Yeah. But if I, I was going to die... Break, I, I'm vegetarian at home and obviously not outside of the home. Um, but... um. I don't think vegetarianism, if my home was the surroundings of a plane crash, that's my veg- that's the end of my yeah, vegetarianism fair. in that moment, I reckon. I do think as well, at first, I wouldn't. Mm. But I think at one point, your human instinct would take over, wouldn't it? You'd mm. just chow down, wouldn't you, on someone's leg? Yeah, because you're so hungry. Yeah. If it's that or die. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I quite like my life. I'd yeah, need a person too. to live. Yeah, I yeah. take it back. I'm not unsure. I'd eat a person. Great. Glad <laughs> we got that sorted. <laughs> now it's time for the big end question. A particularly sharp piano chord grows a face and a deep resentment for the abandonment of its pure unsynthesized form in popular music and starts doing stabbings, classic shankings, and it's starting with the young. This is a terrible time and we're all going to die. The chord has agreed to give itself up in an amnesty and magically play its victims back to life, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Katie, agree to unscrew, release, then deep clean until they're good as new, every single circular mesh from inside every single used cafetiere in the world with no breaks at all, all the while reciting the Javanese alphabet on a loop until even a really thick child near you has learnt it. Also, that means your mouth's busy so you can't have any snacks. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero. You're the person who saved us all from a really awful apocalypse, death by music. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are absolutely knackered and absolutely starving because it took ages um it's the opposite of a last meal your reward is obviously adulation of all people for all time but your reward in the moment and it's the opposite of a last meal because you couldn't be happier but you also couldn't be hungrier mm-hmm. it's the fantasy feast of your dreams okay. anything is possible okay. nothing has consequences bodily or otherwise couldn't give a fuck about ethics environment any of that just in this fantasy situation where you're so happy and hungry and I'm aware also that this is only your answer right now. What would you have to eat and drink? And if there's a who with and where, you can have a who with and where. Something really milky. Okay. So milky. Something so undigestible to me right now. I'd, <gasps> every every course would just be something like cheesy. Oh, Just yeah. cheese. Like definitely a cheese lasagna, garlic bread. Because I'm having sides too. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
the starter. What would I have? I'd definitely have a cheese board at the end. Mm. You're like, oh, definitely some like Wensydale and cranberry. It's a f- just a festival of lactose. And then, oh, yes, literally cake and custard. Sticky toffee pudding yeah. and custard. Oh, mate. This is just all the things that I want in life. Yeah. <laughs> I'd normally ask having... what to drink, but I'm assuming it's just a glass of milk, is it? Oh, no. Oh, That's sorry. criminal. Sorry. Criminal. I, I thought you were going to have like I a glass of red think... milk, glass of green, glass of <laughs> I think it's really weird when people drink naked milk. Do just you? like raw milk. Really? So weird. I'd have a milkshake though. Yeah. Hello. So like add a bit of strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like I genuinely think that I would break up with someone over it. Would you? If they tried I, to drink milk yes, in front of you. If I went on a date with someone yeah. and, you know, we have a great night for some unknown reason, they come back to my house and stay the night and we wake up in the morning and I see them chug down on some naked raw milk, I'd leave. Really? Yeah. Do you think you'd, make, you, you'd puke in their face then leave or would you just leave? Oh dear. Oh dear. No, no, I have, I have class. Yeah, no, class. Yeah, no, no. They wouldn't even go. deserve that amount of acknowledgement yeah. yeah I'd just leave and they'd get ghosted god it's good to know people's boundaries I think, <laughs> would you drink um, a glass of milk I'd drink a glass of milk I have drunk a glass of milk not for fun to offset a, a raw chilli eating competition oh uh, okay because it does completely yes. null yes. the impact of a yes. chilli that's acceptable I'll let okay. you off for that one I won't just leave <laughs> <laughs> that's food as medicine there we go. Oh! Isn't it? There you go. Yeah. Nearly nearly on par with the hot toddy. Nearly. Thank you so much for doing my silly podcast. I've had such a nice time. Hoovering Podcast. What a lovely baby hero. I loved her all up. Can you follow the absolute flip out of her, please? At Katie, with an I-E, underscore, Budenberg, B-U-D-E-N-B-E-R-G. And why not come and see one of the last ever Wench shows? Or come and see me do some work in progress. Lovely business, thank you. Tickets to everything, as per, on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I'm on at Jessica Foster Send us voice notes, pictures, WhatsApps to 07462855271. Email us, thehooveringpod at gmail.com. I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fosterkue. The music is by Jake Yap, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.